Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. I guess we can consider the case now closed. The slap heard round the world when Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's lack of hair at the Academy Awards on March 27th, which led to the slap by her husband, Will Smith, that everybody's been talking about. We finally have a resolution. Five days after the slap, Will Smith announced his resignation from the Academy. Now, he did announce it on April 1st, but it turns out he meant it. That was sincere. And he publicly apologized to the Academy as well as to Chris Rock in written statements. Resigning meant that he gave up the right to vote for Oscars, and he also loses the ability to get screeners before voting, which is common for members of the Academy. But it does not affect his eligibility to be nominated and win future Oscars. And then today we have the announcement from the Academy, David Rubin, president, saying that Will Smith would be banned from all Academy events, including the Oscars, for 10 years as a final punishment. He won't even be allowed to attend events virtually, whatever that means. In an open letter to the Academy family, Rubin thanked Chris Rock for maintaining his composure under extraordinary circumstances and expressed regret at how the Academy had handled the situation during the telecast. The expedited resolution of the case comes because even though there's supposed to be a 15-day waiting period before they take disciplinary action against a member, because Will Smith resigned, that deadline was no longer in place and they could handle the matter today. The Academy's Standards of Conduct Code says that values of respect for human dignity, inclusion, and a supportive environment that foster creativity are essential and that they're categorically opposed to any form of abuse, harassment, or discrimination. In a statement, Will Smith says, I accept and respect the Academy's decision, and presumably that will be the end of it. Oh, and by the way, he will be allowed to keep the Oscar he won for King Richard. Being a member of the Academy in good standing is not a precondition for being nominated, winning, or retaining awards given in the past. If you're wondering, this makes Will Smith only the sixth member of the Academy to ever be expelled. The first one was actor Carmine Caridi, who was kicked out in 2004 for sharing copies of those screeners, you know, that people get before they vote. That actually led to an FBI investigation of the pirated screeners and eventually lawsuits against him for movie studios, which is another way of saying, respect that silly blue screen from the 80s at the beginning of the DVD. We all know the story of disgraced film producer Harvey Weinstein, who was expelled in 2017 after allegations of sexual harassment against multiple women. Director Roman Polanski and comedian actor Bill Cosby were removed the following year in 2018, also related to sexual misbehavior. And then Adam Kimmel, a cinematographer, was kicked out in 2021 after Variety unearthed his history as a registered sex offender who'd been charged with crimes against underage females previously. Of course, uh, Will Smith's case is a little bit different. There were no police reports, there were no charges filed, no lawsuits related, and it's obviously not related to anything sexual or violation of copyrights. It was a misdemeanor battery that everyone around the world saw, and nobody was willing to prosecute. As we know, solar power is a promising source of renewable energy. In fact, according to the U.S. Solar Energy Technologies Office, the amount of sunlight that hits the Earth in just an hour and a half on a single day produces enough energy that if we could harness it properly, it would fuel the entire world for a year. We're obviously not making the best use of it just yet. One of the challenges of solar power, of course, is storing the energy. 
It's all fine and good to grab it with solar panels, but then what do you do with it since typically you need a lot of energy at night when the sun's not shining? So we have things like batteries, for instance, to store it until we actually need it. Batteries, however, involve mining and production, and they're expensive, and they're not very efficient. They're better than nothing, but they're not fantastic. What if it was possible to create a solar panel that would generate electricity in the dark? Well, there's a team of researchers that think they've done just that. The work has been done based on the principle that when heat flows from a hot source to a cold sink, it generates energy. For one thing, the Earth at night is constantly giving off heat into space as we bleed heat acquired during the day, but also the photovoltaic cells of solar panels might have this same capability, based on a minor temperature differential between them and the air around them. So when the sun goes down, they switch the cells into reverse mode or dark mode or whatever you want to call it, and a little tiny bit of electricity is generated. Now, it's not much. As I say, it's 50 milliwatts per square meter. A milliwatt is a thousandth of a watt, so you'd need about 20 square meters of PV cells in order to turn on a light bulb. It's, it's obviously a little bit low at the moment. But like all innovative technologies, there's room for growth, advancement, development. Since this research was done with off-the-shelf components not designed specifically with this end in mind, who knows what might happen in the future with research grants and much more advanced versions of what they're doing. And now a throwback question. Where's the beef? A TikTok video taken at a grocery store, allegedly in Aldi, shows video of a meat shelf that has all the things you would normally expect, and then it zooms in on a blank spot that nothing is in, where you would normally find beef filet, black Angus beef, and beef cube steak, but instead of the upper end meat cuts, you have a sign taped there which says simply, due to high theft, we can no longer put steaks on the shelf. Please ask associates if needed. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience. Next to the vacancies in the meat area, you did have actual meat options like beef stew meat and lean ground beef. I suppose those are the meats last to get picked at kickball, too. But comments on social media ranged from another domino impact of the theft some try to justify, or it was only a matter of time before retailers started doing this, to, you know what, soon it's all just going to be in vending machines or ordering online only. Other people observe that maybe this is a byproduct of the self-checkout which would normally have been the last line of defense against what you might call, you know, shirt-stuffing retail theft, let's say. For my part, I'm just trying to picture it. You go to the grocery store, you get a bunch of stuff, and somewhere between the meat shelves and the front door, you come up with some way to go without paying. Maybe it's just bypassing the self-checkout scan on an item or two, or maybe if we inspected you a little bit more closely, there might be some, let's say, drippings coming from a portion of your clothes. We'll say this. With the skyrocketing prices of good quality meat, it's not all that surprising. In fact, the Washington Post reports that since 2020, shoplifting has increased far more than we've ever seen during other economic downturns. Common items being stolen include things like pasta, bread, and this is actually not something that started during the pandemic, baby formula. At my local drugstore, I was surprised to find that they never put the baby formula out on the shelves. Formula is very expensive, and it is always kept behind the counter, and you have to ask for it like, you know, you're buying cigarettes or liquor. When I inquired, they said, shoplifting. As far as more permanent solutions to the problems of meat theft, you could imagine locked containers, beef on a chain, or maybe those little security ink dispensers you get at clothing stores, only instead of using merely ink, which probably you wouldn't care if you ate, Something that made it taste really bad, or worse. I'm not recommending, I'm just saying it's possible. But certainly it's a sad commentary to imagine a world in which the meat has to come with an anti-theft device. Hey, where's the meat? I don't think there's anybody back there. And finally, from the Every Failure is an Opportunity to Do Better in the Future file, 
A California man has been arrested after stealing a motorcycle and leading police on a high-speed chase of more than 100 miles per hour on Los Angeles highways before finally being apprehended without incident. So how did the guys from Chips get him? Well, when he started driving too fast, they backed off, which is common enough in police protocols, and then just followed him with a helicopter until he ran out of gas. Pulled into a gas station, gassed up, was taken into custody without incident. Another reminder that you should always fill up before you stick up. Well, that's your daily break for today. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Before you go, do me a favor and hit that five-star rating that tells my bosses you think I'm doing a good job. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.